Hi everyone, this is Leah and you are listening to What the Mind Sees, the Body Creates podcast. Brought to you by Steps to Change, the company that has in your best interest of healing the past so you can create your future on your terms. Hi there everyone, this is Leah and how are you today for this episode on the body? Now this is going to be quite an interesting topic because it's taking from a slightly different angle to just the physiology or biochemistry of what the body does. So we're going to be looking at specifically how the body is used as a as a tool. Okay, so we're going to be exploring how the body is simply a container, it integrates and, and relates with the world that we're in. It also is an expression tool so we can um, you know, share our wisdoms, our insights, connect to the universe, to the spirit. And our spirit can also be the guiding force for our body's function and interaction with others. The body is also very much an integration source or tool and we're going to explore that. And in line with the theme of this series, you know what the mind sees, the body creates, we're going to look at the organs that in fact do that. How does our body create our reality or how does it work together to create our reality? Okay, and then we're going to polish off with the organs that do in fact do this. Okay, so there's quite a bit in this. Bear with me and there will be or there is a um, a check sheet that you can follow to inside the descriptor of this of today's podcast so if you're getting a little bit lost that's okay you can download the the sheet with the images on it and then you can re-listen if you choose to um, to make a little bit more sense of the information i'm talking about with the information that you can see in front of you so let's get started oh, the body do you love your body i know for a long long time i didn't and it was a struggle for myself to really um, embody who I was and to be honest I was meant, wasn't meant to be born so with that there's a whole disconnect going on and if you look at trauma response theory then I did certainly develop a trauma response at a very young age and so with this I had to then learn and this is part of my journey this is a big reason why I'm doing um, this podcast series why I actually wrote the books is to help myself understand what was going on but also then to help other people get a very slight glimpse and then prompt you in essence to go do some more research to connect with other professionals to to get the information and support you need to help you to learn and to heal and to forgive and to move forward so you too can create the life that you want and this is important as we spoke about in the last podcast that the spirit you know that part of us that is just the energy that's connected to the universe to god to you know the greater power of everything and everyone when we look at the body as the container for that is a mechanism for our spirit to in fact live in that human world state now conversation with god is a great book to help explain this and um, the author of it, you know, really talks about that in many ways, the body, the human body is literally a tool for God to express himself. 
So coming from that angle, the spirit wants to be present and to make it more personal, to make it real, sensory real, then the body is a great conduit for that. It's a great tool to be able to do it. So not only does the, the body literally have the container capacity because it has an outer shell, which is our skin, that holds with the muscles and the bones, the organs that we can function with, the muscles so we can move, all the nerve structures that we can make choices and receive information. We have also all those fluids to keep everything moving and dehydrated and actually flowing and the electrical currents to be able to flow through as well. So when you have it from the very physical, from the human body perspective, it is still just a container. It is a lump, literally a lump, as also discussed in the last podcast, of minerals coming together in a particular recipe or recipes, really, um, based on the elements attraction, repulsion, and negative, positive charging in a very specific set way. So if you look, if we take out all the mystical sides or the spiritual sides and we just get really basic, that is what the body is. It is just a lump of well-formed elements coming together in a particular way. But what gives it life? And that, for me, in my interpretation, it's the soul and the spirit, is what gives it life. It is like the activate of the waking up, like I said yesterday, with um, you know that spark at the time the gametes meet, is the fire starter for our life. So with that then, let's think about this. A container that without a spirit or aliveness or you know that vibrancy, that passion, is like a dead shell and we've seen people like these these are in the mental institutions those are experienced really really deep depression and I've been there too I've been suicidal attempts three times so I've been very chronically depressed in the past and it does feel for myself it was very much a sensation of being a shell just going through the motions just performing to what society expected to the best of my ability and often struggling some days to get up, some days to just put myself forward, you know, one step in front of the time. And I was a parent at the time, my kids were young. So it, I can appreciate the struggle and the concept of being just a shell because I had so disconnected from myself. My spirit was shut down. I was so much pain. You know, the emotional impacts that was, were coming through from my trauma and I had to deal with it. And the best way I could deal with it in that moment was to shut down even more. So it is the challenge of being a physical body when we, we are meant to be more than just elements coming together. So the other thing that the body really does is it takes in sensory information. Now we know from school when we did basic biology that we have nerves, we have our taste buds, our eyes that we see, we have hearing that we hear, we have skin that we touch and we feel pressure. We, we know at a basic level that we receive information in and that information travels along the nerve pathways, goes to the brain, and then it will dissect through to the different parts of the brain required to make sense of the information coming in. Now, let me explain nerves a little bit for you. Yes, they are receiving information, but at the end of the day, they are just another cell, a very specific cell, but still a cell. They still have the cell membrane 
And what wakes those cells up, so to speak, or activates them or sends the electrical information to the brain is a pressure change or a chemical change at a end. And this image is in the, in the information sheet, so you can go back to that. Once the, the tendrils, the tendrils are activated, then there is electrical charge created and all cells really base on electrical charge. And this is one reason why we have an emotional change. We have electrical change. We have a feeling that's firing off in our body, especially when it's agitated, there can be lots of firing off in our cells going blah, 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 blah. So with this, the information goes to the brain, it separates out the different parts. Do we need to act? Do we need to just be calm? Do we need to just sit here and watch, observe? Do we do the flight, fight, fawn? Or do we freeze? What response is required? That's in the physical information coming into the body. What happens though when there is a internal change that activates the same sorts of things? And this can be memories. And we've got a whole episode on memory formation and, and emotional triggers and memories. But for now, just consider how many times have you walked down um, a street and you go, oh, I can smell that coffee. I wish I could have some. We have a remembrance, a trigger in our system that going, oh, this feels good. This smell is activating that. It's still a sensory information coming in from a memory. So therefore we can interact. We are reminded we have memory banks in our bodies. We have the ability to integrate information inside, outside, and bring it all together for information. And this is the important part, okay? So as we, in fact, are integrating, connecting, relating with others, we're communicating, we have touch, we have all that lovely warm stuff going on, the opposite can also be true. And this is where we become hyper um, diligent, you know, hyper sensitive, or we have hyper reactivity. And with that long-term stresses, because when we're hyper aroused, we're hypersensitive, we, we go into a stress mode more often than not. And so with this, we have other things playing out. Now the organs of interest, when we are starting to create our reality. So coming back to the theme of the podcast, know what the mind sees, the body creates. It is how our brain interprets the information coming in and telling us what to do. Do we need to be chilled? Do we need to get happy? Do we need to be interactive? Do we need to actually step back? Do we um, just let the body do what it needs to do? Does the body in any way need to respond or self-protect? And these are two critical choices. It's like, you know, which part of the spectrum does I need to do? So we know that the nerves are taking information. We also know that the nerves give the information back to the different organs, whether it be muscles, heart, lungs, digestive system, whether we're activating then the hormonal system, such as to make adrenaline or noradrenaline. Do we need to increase our heart rate? And there's chemicals that do that besides the nerves. Do we need to shut down the digestive system to make sure there's enough blood to go to the muscles or do we just relax and allow digestion to keep doing what it's doing? Do we have information coming in to say, yep, we need to have more arousal. We, you know, we, we spot a nice person and go, oh, I'd like to talk to that person. What sort of responses happen then? 
And then what is the memory history that comes with that too? So our responses are literally instructions for the body. How do we need to behave in this particular time? It goes through the filters of the memory bank, and we talk about that in another series in another podcast. What is the typical response? What is our preferred response? And then what is our autopilot response? And as mentioned, was it yesterday? Hmm. No, not quite. We haven't got, got to that point that the repetition becomes an autopilot over time. But I'm sure you're familiar with that. The more times you do the same thing, the more times you hear the same things, we tend to zone out and go, yeah, yeah, whatever. And it's only the new information or a slightly different nuance to the information that we become a little bit more alert again. Oh, this is new information coming in. I need to listen to this. So this is where, again, it comes back to the awareness. What are you feeling? What are you sensing? What are you knowing? What are you reflecting on? What is actually happening in the moment? And there's a lot of information around this. You know, the benefits of living in the moment, the Zen of psychology, as I used to call it. Um, it's about going, okay, stop, breathe, reflect, and then act. It's about really taking stock of the information coming in and what relevance is it? Is it in fact mine to respond? Is it my responsibility to, to respond or react? Do I, as a body, need to engage in this particular situation? And sometimes we don't. Sometimes the body just needs to go, okay, not my monkey, not my circus, not my reaction. And then we can start to choose differently. But again, that very much takes practice. We need to break some of our cycles. So something else to consider is the autopilot side of our thinking. Now these are the beliefs, the rules that we've created, and there's a whole set of podcasts on this. It's a huge topic in this particular book. You know, our beliefs are what we think should happen and how we should behave, how we should feel about ourselves. And when it comes to diseases, what's the typical age or progression of life and our side effects of living? What foods we should eat, choose to eat? How do we interact with our environment? Do we exercise? Do we, how do we exercise? Do we do soft meditative work? Do we get hardcore? What sort of distraction techniques do we engage in? What sort of avoidances do we engage? And these types of messages are constantly telling our internal organs what to do. Not only are our behaviors, dictated by these, but also our basic body functions are determined as well. So something to consider. If we look at organ structures or body structures, most of us are aware that the DNA is considered to be, you know, pretty much the baseline of organelle structures. Inside DNA, we have our genes, okay, which is the individual coding statements or the recipe sheets of our recipe book. So if you look at the genes, these are the ones that in fact are the individual recipes to make a protein to collect, for instance, or to make sure things happen. That makes the communication signal chemicals, that makes the emotional chemical signatures too. So it is in the genes that tell the body what to do and how we need to perform.
Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. If we look at computers as the analogy, the genes are the individual coding to tell us or tell what we see on the screen. We're going to tab across. We're going to enter and, and drop a line. We're going to bold this. We're going to um, italic this. We're going to open up a new folder. We're going to do this, this, and this. That is like the genes in our cells going, okay, this is what we're going to do. They're instructional. And then we have the DNA that holds all these genes, and that's like the recipe book. The important part around this is that the genes will only open when it's receiving information into the nucleus, into the nuclei. So it is received by a fairly complex way, but simplistic in nature, where there is a certain process that needs to happen. And once that process happens, the information comes into around the DNA and the genes wake up, do their thing and then close back down again. I'll just say that again because this is an important part. Genes only open and close in response to information that they receive. So when you think about or when you, you know, contemplate what information is our self-talk giving us? What information are we receiving from our environment? And that's the communication with other people, what we see, what we hear, what we read, what we focus on, what we remunerate on. All these bits of information come into the brain. The brain puts it through the various parts of the brain to make decisions. Do we just need to sit with it? Do we need to react? Do we need to respond? Do we need to process it and learn a little bit more before making a final decision? How many um, previous experiences are being triggered or reactivated? And then from all of this data, literally like a computer, all the data is going into the, into the RAM drive and it's moving around making decisions on our behalf, thankfully. And we have a result. We can see on the screen our document, we can insert pictures, we can insert graphs, we can have, um, depending on which program we're using, we can make sums and, and do Excel spreadsheets. Now they're very complicated. And a similar in our body, we have the ability to make very complex decisions, talking to the different organs and creating a response or reaction. So this is another primary aspect of all that we will be talking about in this series. And I will, in the information sheet, it does briefly introduce the different organs from a, from a simplistic point for the purpose of what this is. But let me introduce you to some of them. The DNA I've already spoken about. The DNA is the pre-programmed. It's like you've purchased uh, Microsoft Office and you've installed it into your computer. It is the programming that makes things work, okay, from a structural point of view. It is responsive and it's only responsive to the chemical information or chemical changes that come into the, um, the nucleus. Now this can be lifestyle choices, what we eat, what we drink, the exercise that we do, the toxic load that's in our blood, in our, in our fluid systems that's entering the cells. It can be the nutrient deficiencies or the nutrient overloads, that balance of nutritional status. It is also the chemical changes from hormones in response to what we are doing in our aging process. It's also their stress factors. 
it is uh, the balancing of the homeostasis, so the balance between all the chemicals that are required for our body, whether they need to go up or down, that's part of it too. We also then have the emotional responses, our beliefs, our self-talk. Now, like I said, there is a whole series of, you know, podcast um, session around these particular more intricate details. But the concept at this point I would like you to consider is every time we tell through a self-talk statement or a belief is running through, our body does make a chemical, whether it be an emotional chemical, whether it's an instructional chemical, or it's just so on autopilot, it's not even telling it anymore, it's just running in the background like a virus in the computer, stuffing everything up. That is affecting or potentially affecting the DNA and the genes expression. Now we have the other organs, which we are very familiar with. We know we've got a brain, okay? We know that we have lungs, we have a heart, we have digestive system like the stomach and the intestines. We know that we have muscles and bones because they're all there. We can actually see them. If we cut ourselves over, we can you know, touch them even. So they're very, very real. We also do have the nervous system and what we call the hormonal or the endocrine system. The nervous system I've already touched on, but the endocrine is a very important chemical system too. It's a communication system and it literally secretes chemical molecules into either the blood or the plasma, or it talks to the nervous system and tells the nervous system things that it needs to do. So when we have all these things firing off, information's going to the brain, the brain's making decisions and telling the body in response what to do. However, when we're doing self-talk, when our beliefs are firing off on autopilot, or we're just seeing something and we're triggered in the moment, often not even knowing why we're being triggered, the hormonal systems can also be fired as the nerves are. So the hormonal that I'm talking about in particular is the stress response, okay? And we'll, we will be talking a lot about this simply because most people, unfortunately, work from the stress response. It has a reactive response. It's not many people are very mindful, literally in the moment, and be able to stop, reflect, make a decision. Some people can, but most of us can't. So when we get our head around the need to respect our various organs and how they talk to each other, and it's all written in the book in very easy terms, that we can appreciate that as a body, it is a mechanism, it is like a tool, it is, uh, I don't want to say the word robot, but in a sense, it could be seen as that. Whereas a pre-programmed um, set of instructions running through our DNA that is altered by information coming in from our outside and inside bodies, the sensory nerves, the taste, hearing, touch, sound, things like that, where information from those sensory ports are being entered into the brain and the information coming from our different organs saying this is different this isn't safe, this isn't healthy, we've got a virus, we've got a bug, or we've got something else going on, or we're cut, or we're hurt, or blood pressure's too high, or I'm, ex I'm excited, I mean, you know, there's things going on, 
and the brain needs to respond to that information too. So with this, like I said, when we comprehend the complexity and we can appreciate that has as a whole, as a being, as a body, as a human living in this world, being connected to ether, to God, to the universe, whatever label you choose to use, that it is that integration of information from the spirit world coming in, from our sensory environmental information flowing through to our brain, our internal responses and all the information relating to that, and it's a processing through our history folders that decides or influences what we in fact will do and how we will respond and function. So how do we then create our reality? Now this is the fun bit and there's a lot of information still coming up but let me introduce you to it because we're in the introductory phase of the series that when we become aware we can make choices. You know, awareness is the first step of any sum of change. Without awareness, we just keep blindly doing what we're doing and not necessarily knowing with certainty or even an idea that we might be causing harm. Or there might be another way of doing things or living in a different way to experience different things. So awareness is the first step. And that's what you're doing in this series. You're becoming aware of what can happen. Now, one of the easy, oh, maybe not the easiest, <laughs> I'll rephrase that one, maybe not the easiest, but certainly the most empowering one, is to be aware, is literally to start taking note of what you're feeling, what you're hearing, what you're listening to, who are you talking with, and what's the conversation like? What's the tone of it? Is it a positive or a not so positive? Is there anger around you? Is there frustrations around you more often than not? What is the quality of your self-talk? And would you talk to your friends the same way you talk to yourself? If that's a no, then contact me. Let's work through this together and help you be able to reframe or to heal all these things that are stopping you from being your optimum. What sort of foods do you choose to have? Because as we will also discuss, chemicals from foods do change our body chemistry. And depending on what we're eating or depending on how our body process like digests and integrates those foods, then they do change also our, our mental state. Uh, it changes our emotional state, not just from the comfort food, but literally changes chemistry from chemistry. It can also feed the what we call the bad bugs, you know, the ones that cause harm in our gastric system that talks the immune system and the endocrine system and disrupts it. It's like, it's worse than a virus because these foods, they're like, um, you know, when the, when the computer stalls or freezes, it can have that really, really big impact. So again, what's your food? Write down a food diary. And we will talk about this later in the series. What do you want to be doing? And starting to be very aware of what your preferred ways of living, thinking, feeling and doing are. And what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? If an all of life is about coming self-actualized or having a spiritual ascension, if you're religious, or just having a happy life where you're connected with other people in a loving, supportive environment, then 
how are you achieving that? How are you becoming that? What might need to change to create that scenario? And I'm going to suggest it really is in your head, so to speak, not psychosomatic, not whether you know, well, we are constantly creating body symptoms as a response to our thinking processes, but not in a bad way, because when we're aware, we can make change. Okay. So how are your patterns playing out? And do you want to continue with that? What's the quality of your relationships, for instance? Are they loving? What as we spoke about yesterday, the vibe or the emotional responses that we create, the energy that we put out into the world, like the magnets, are attracted back to us. So what is it that you want to create? If you're not happy in your current life, in your environment, in your choices, they're not giving you the joy and the pleasure, then there's a disconnect, there is a gap, there is a distance from spirit, which is only love, best interest for you as a person and what you're in fact choosing. So then we can tease all this information out and that's where the magic really starts to happen. Once we become aware of what we're doing, what we're thinking, the focus or the concentration of our um, belief systems and our communication patterns, then we can own it, we can make changes we can come back to the healing process. We can start to forgive and literally rewrite our memories into a positive affirmation. I know that seems bizarre, but again, there's science around it. There is evidence, not only myself, but so many other people have done this. It is possible to rewrite the history because the history is stored in our own memory, in our brain, in our subconscious that tells the body what to think, feel, do and be. So on that note, we're coming up to the end of our session for today. If this is interesting to you, please um, share your thoughts, follow me, um, you know, share it around to others, give feedback because it's with this feedback, I can only improve. Now, don't say that as a sales pitch, of course, you can join me and you can do my programs and buy my books and all the rest of it. Of course, you can do that. And I won't say no. However, this is uh, an awareness exercise and also very much a pleasure exercise for myself. This is part of my healing and other people get the benefit of my, um, my trauma, really, that I've been able to heal and work through. I've still got a way to go like everyone else. But yet, when you think that I've come from under the barrel, literally from a, from a death sentence, surrendering to the fact that I wasn't allowed to die and am now here, I think that gives me um, life kudos to say that maybe I have some definitely life experience and definitely have worked through techniques and methods that do make a positive impact, not only on the mind, the thinking, but also the body. All right, guys, I will see you in the next podcast, um, which will be talking about how and our brain makes association as children. This is a fascinating, absolutely amazing error and really, really important when we start to do the healing process later. Take care and I will see you next series.